You're listening to episode 153 of the Writing Life podcast from the National Centre for Writing, a weekly podcast for anyone who writes. I'm Simon Jones. And I'm Steph McKenna. And it is the 2nd of July, 2021, here in Norwich. And yesterday, Steph, we revealed the winners of the Early Career Awards. Woohoo! It's one of my uh, my new favourite days of the year, Simon, since we took over the Desmond Elliott Prize from last year and introduced our two new awards, the Laura Kinsella Fellowship and the UEA New Forms Award. So yes, we got to announce the winners of all three prizes yesterday. They are Charlotte Gator for the UEA New Forms Award and Harminda Kaur for the Laura Kinsella Fellowship. And of course, the Desmond Elliott Prize 2021 winner was A.K. Blakemore's The Manning Tree Witches. So A.K. Blakemore is a poet and a novelist and her first novel, The Manning Tree Witches, is set during the fever of the English witch trials of the 17th century. And it follows a woman named Rebecca West, who uh, is living with other women on the margins of society. And there is a, a newcomer that you may have heard of before called Matthew Hopkins, who appears. And they are embroiled in this in this horrible true story of uh, yeah, women on the margins of society being hunted and persecuted. So it's, it's a beautifully written novel. I did read it a few months ago before we even knew that it was going to make the shortlist along with Little Scratch and The Liar's Dictionary. And yeah, really, really recommended. And make sure you check that book out if you haven't done so already. Yeah. And if you missed the big announcements yesterday, you can go and watch the awards show over on our YouTube channel or check out the links on the website at nationalcentreforwriting.org.uk. And we even had a lovely after party courtesy of Simon Savage, who was also one of the judges on the Desmond Elliott Prize. So that's well worth a watch as he has a nice chat with A.K. Blakemore. So Simon, who is on the podcast with you today? So today we have William Ryan, who is a lecturer and author. He has written five novels, including the Captain Korolev series, which is set in the 1930s. And William is on the podcast not to talk about his fiction, but about his Writers and Artists Guide to How to Write. So this is all about how to plan, structure and write your novel, which sounded like it was very much up our street. So we asked William to come on and discuss not only some of his advice and, and tips on how to write, but also how he went about crafting a book that, based on the subject matter, I, I, I noted it could be you know 2,000 words long, basically. <laughs> people, <laughs> people study this stuff their entire lives. Uh, and talking to him about how he kind of distilled down his experience, both as a, as a teacher of creative writing and also as a writer himself, how he kind of figured out how to convert that into a book. And this follows on quite nicely from the J. Michael Straczynski interview we had a few weeks back um, because they both kind of have the have the viewpoint that you shouldn't really be too prescriptive in telling people how to write. But this book is very much providing a kind of a framework. It's like a kind of scaffold that you can put around your writing to make sure you don't fall into any of the usual traps and it kind of prompts you to think about things you might not have thought of and will, will set you on your path. It's one of those books that you can either read start to finish or, or jump into at any point, depending on kind of what you're currently doing with your writing. So I was particularly interested in chapters on research and chapters on what to do when you finished your manuscript, just because that happened to be where, where I am at the moment with my projects. But yeah, it's it's packed from start to finish with 
really kind of high detailed examinations of every stage of the writing process. So it's good stuff. But yeah, here's, uh, here's me talking to William a couple of weeks ago. Hi, William. Thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So a guide to how to write is potentially a terrifyingly huge concept for a book. How did you go about distilling your background as a writer and also your experience as a teacher into a single book about this topic that wasn't going to be 2,000 pages long? Well, I, th- I think what I tried to do was to break things down uh, to an extent. So, you know, kind of there are diff- different chapters dealing with different things. And I thought that that would, that would be more useful for people in terms of being a reference. Uh, so if they had a problem with something like, for example, a scene or, you know, kind of characters not working or structure, then they could go to a particular chapter and look at it. So once I decided to take that approach, then that kind of at least gave me the structure of the book. Uh, writing it was was a challenge, I have to say, because um, it's one of those things that you know, kind of everybody, I, I think, approaches writing in a different way. And you're also trying to cover any number of different genres and subgenres and and types of novel. So so I think what I what I tried to do was really just to provide suggestions for people that that they could perhaps use as as a kind of a resource uh, when you know firstly before they start a novel and then as 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 they go on as well. You definitely achieve that in that it feels very much like you're building a kind of scaffold or framework for writers to use to then support their own writing so you, you don't go down the route of just telling the reader to you know do this do that <laughs> uh, which some guide some kind of how-to stuff for writers definitely does go that more prescriptive route but with this you you kind of leave it very open deliberately to each writer's individual approach while giving them the kind of foundation so that they don't fall over uh, that was definitely the intention. I don't, I don't think it's very constructive to actually tell people how to do things. I think, well, firstly, if everybody followed exactly the, the same approach, then reading books would be a little bit boring. There are infinite ways of, of writing the same story, and, that, and that's what makes writing, you know, kind of for me and, and reading fascinating, the different approaches that, that different writers take. But when it comes down to it, when somebody is writing a novel, they have to make a lot of the decisions themselves. Uh, I think all I'm trying to do is is give them a framework to make those decisions and, and perhaps to suggest that sometimes there are decisions which maybe they haven't thought about that probably should be made. That's the thing, particularly with newer writers. There's so many things to consider and think about, but you don't necessarily know that you should even be questioning <laughs> those things. And the book does such a good job of you know highlighting all those all those little bits and pieces that you can overlook so easily when you you first start out kind of prompts the writer to to kind of consciously consider what they're doing oh thank you very much that's exactly what you know, kind of i intended to do i mean i think you do have to give a certain amount of guidance but i do think that with writing there are no rules that can't be broken there are some guidelines it's a bit like the pirate's code in in the Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, kind of, they're not exactly rules, they're more guidelines. <laughs> what, what I was going to follow up with was you mentioned how the book had to you know, be broad enough to cover different genres and the different styles and types of 
book that anyone could be working on when they they pick this thing up and something else that struck me is that it's you know a guide to how to write is something that could attract a really wide range of skill sets as well so you're going to have some people who maybe have never written anything before and are kind of interested in the concept but you know haven't picked up a pen and then you're going to have other people who have been writing for many years but maybe you know haven't started a major project and then you'll have people who are you know partway through manuscripts or even have finished manuscripts in a drawer somewhere and kind of how did you set about trying to cater for all those kind of wildly different types of writer well i think that when you break a novel down at least you know kind of a novel that has a story and obviously some novels are more focused on the prose than the story but it, they tend to have a beginning a middle and an end and they tend to have characters and the characters tend to interact uh, and that's what makes the story so once you kind of drill down to the basics of a novel then i think that there you know there are similarities between all novels you know you need to have a central character or a group of characters that the novel follows they generally are trying to do something over the course of the novel and then you kind of uh, once you know what those characters are trying to achieve at the end of the novel and that might that objective may change over the course of the novel then you can kind of you can define the world that this novel is going to take place in and you can construct the, car- the characters around that as well and bearing in mind that you know you have novels from fantasy to horror to crime to straightforward literary to erotica whatever novel somebody wants to write um i think that if you're going to have a, a successful structure you're looking for something along those lines no matter what the the genre requirements are you know because the book works as a, as a kind of reference book you know you don't have to go from the start to the end of the book you can jump in at whatever point is is relevant to what you're doing at the time but it will kind of it slightly overlaps and and presents this kind of complicated web of what writing a novel actually kind of practically turns out to be the way you kind of highlight those interactions between you know the, the effective ways to write and present characters will then help with your setting which will help with your themes which will help with your plot and you know it, these things don't exist in isolation and although you kind of address each one individually in the book, it's very clear that, you know, they have to all kind of come together in, in this kind of perfect machine at the end. Yeah, I mean, I think that novels are, on the one hand, very simple, and on the other hand, quite complicated. Um, and I think as long as you can remember that at the end of the day, they are quite simple, um, you know, kind of they generally all have that basic structure and they have characters that interact in, in you know, relatively simple ways when you when you boil it down you know, they're either helping or hindering the central character and sometimes they're doing both then i think you know once you have your basic framework then all the complexity comes by adding to that framework and the more that you can add the better and the more uh, complex it can be in terms of how the characters interact and in terms of what you're talking about in the novel great but as as long as you've got that basic uh structure then you know i think it it's uh um, i don't i don't think writing is particularly complicated in and of itself i think it's 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 not difficult to write a, a novel that works at 
as a as a novel. What's very difficult is to write a very good novel, and I think that that's where the complexity, the emotion, all the things that we want to see, the beautiful writing. I think that that's that's where you know, kind of, you need the thinking and you need uh, the skill and the talent. And you know, I, I, I can certainly provide some guidance as as to how how to go about writing a novel. But at the end of the day, it's down to the individual as as to how successful they're going to be and how much you know, firstly, talent they have, and also how much time and effort and energy they're prepared to put into it. Because a novel is like a marathon; it's it 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 takes it takes a lot of time and commitment and motivation, you know, kind of in order to produce something that is however long it's going to be, a hundred thousand words or, or something like that. Yeah, I think something you do in the in the in the guide which will will help a lot of people is you kind of highlight a lot of the accidental mistakes and pitfalls that you can make as a writer. You know, you highlight that as you progress through your book, you'll you'll suddenly realise that a scene isn't really contributing to the story or a character doesn't really fit in anymore and a lot of um like those conscious decisions we were talking about earlier you throughout the guide are kind of encouraging people to think about this stuff so that you don't you know write a hundred thousand words and then realize that there's something fundamentally wrong you know you can figure out a lot of that stuff up front and you're obviously going to go back and do lots of editing but a lot of those decisions you can make early on whether when they're slightly less painful yeah i mean you know, every, as I said, and I very firmly believe this is the case, that that people write in different ways and, and they generally find a way that works for them. Now, you know, kind of, I plan a certain amount beforehand, but I certainly don't plan as much as other people. And I know that some people don't really plan at all, uh, or at least, you know, they may, they have a, a very general view of the story as a whole. Generally speaking, I, th- I think... It's a good idea to plan a certain amount um, uh, at the beginning, but until you really start writing and until the characters start interacting on the page, you, you're kind of, you can't really be completely certain how it's going to turn out. And I think you know, kind of absolutely and most importantly, you have to know where the characters are going because if you don't know where they're going, then you can't get them there. Or, you know, kind of, it's they're on a journey and and if you're if you have no idea what this journey is then that's that's going to be a challenge to to write that but i think as you go along you know if 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 you've planned a certain amount i think you need to retain flexibility because um you're going to come up with good ideas you're going to, uh, as, as you go along, and you're going to find that characters change, particularly if, if characters are very well developed in terms of inside your head, they kind of take on a little bit of a life of their own, um, which you know, can be a, a little bit of a challenge and you sometimes have to sit them down and have a quiet word with them. Um, but on the other hand, it can sometimes work out really well. And you know, if you have a, a plan, I wouldn't, I would always, uh, I'd always retain that flexibility to improve it. And I'd always be looking for ways, um, you know, kind of to, to lift the novel just that little bit more 
from being just good to being very good. I mean, I'm writing a novel at the moment, and you know, kind of, it's sometimes a challenge because you kind of you do realize as the story develops that some of the stuff you've done before earlier in the novel maybe you can do without, or you can approach it in a different way. And I, I think, you know, it's what you're trying to do. I, I think with writing a novel, if you're very lucky, you're able to just sit down and you're able to start and write, you know, kind of the beginning, the first word, and then you finish when it's the end and it's perfect. And, you know, I'm, I'm told some people are able to do that, but most of us, <laughs> we have to, uh, we have to, you know, think things through, try things out. And we also have to, to constantly be looking for ways to improve what we have done. And the real secret to writing is in the rewriting. And like you say, that's why it's it's useful to have that destination in mind because then you can take alternate routes on your way there um, without kind of getting too lost yeah. in in the wilds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, what one of the most important things in a novel is momentum and that feeling that you're going towards a place um, towards the end, uh, and you know, kind of when you read not very successful novels. There are sometimes these moments where you know, kind of, you're not really quite sure what's happening or what's going on, and it's they're kind of treading water. And really, you want that direction uh, through a novel. You want to uh, you want to make sure that pretty much every word in the novel uh, has some kind of purpose in the overall structure. Yeah, and you also have uh, those incidents in in stories where a character does something that seems quite peculiar and doesn't really make sense you know, given what's come before. Um, and I wonder if that's sometimes when the writer is trying to stick to their original plan a bit too firmly, despite how the story and the characters have evolved in what they've written so far. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, the logic, you know, if an event happens, you, you know, I'm always encouraging people to, to not only think about things from the central character's point of view, but to think about it from the other characters as well, because as far as they're concerned, um, I mean, I know that they're, they're not real people, but you know, kind of in, in our novels, they're real people. Um, but the story is, it's their story. So they have objectives and they have uh, motivations. And when something happens, they have reactions. And you need to think, you know, how is that character uh, going to react to this thing that has just happened. You can't just have them nodding their head as though, you know, kind of nothing has happened when, when something quite important emotionally has. While I was reading the book, I, I couldn't help but notice, uh, just to take a slight tangent, but how much of the kind of traditional publishing process has been affected by COVID. Like it's kind of the elephant in the room with all conversations. And on the podcast over the last year, we've talked to a lot of authors who have had books delayed um, or had to release their book while all bookshops are closed and this kind of stuff. And, you know, you cover things like uh, how important it is to meet your agent when you're making those arrangements and writing groups, which are, are so important to kind of getting that kind of feedback and peer support and you know, book fairs have been cancelled and even just finding a space to write in is harder at the moment, uh, quite often because the whole family is you know, stuck in the house and you don't necessarily have the, the space you would normally have. Sometimes cafes have been closed, all this kind of stuff. Um, I thought it was interesting that, you know, reading the book, it's, it's this, uh, 
it feels like a moment in time which I hope we get back to <laughs> sooner rather than later um, in terms of how this process works. And I was just wondering how your own writing experience has, has been affected by by the lockdown in the last year. Well, I think, uh, yes, there certainly have been some disadvantages to uh, to lockdown, but you know, there, there have been some other things as well. An awful lot of stuff has moved online. So, um, you know, writers' groups, uh Whenever I, I, I teach courses for uh, writers and artists and also the Irish Writers Centre, um, and whenever I, I teach them, it's generally it's me talking for a little bit, and then it's it's like a, a workshop which everybody participates in. And I always encourage them to to go off and and uh, and form a writers group. And, and what's been interesting is that over lockdown, whereas before when it was face to face, we've had uh, you know, kind of, there's been it's been quite a narrow geographical area that that people have come from, but now they're coming from all over the world, uh, and they're carrying on communicating. Uh, so, you know, maybe in some ways, at least as far as as, as teaching and communicating with other uh, aspiring writers, um, there has been uh, a slight advantage. There's so much material these days online, and you know, kind of there are so many excellent websites and podcasts like this one uh, that are devoted to writing. So there's endless resources. What, where I think it becomes maybe a little bit more difficult um, is when uh, between writers and readers, because there is something very nice about meeting people face to face. And even though you can have online events and I, I help organize one um, and we've been delighted with how uh, many people are, are watching it when we do these live events but it, it's also it's a shame not to kind of have that face-to-face -face contact um, and it's a shame you know not to have a kind of couple of drinks after the event and and talk about other stuff on a one-to-one -one basis as opposed to things being perhaps wider discussions so you know I really hope that that's going to change in the near future but maybe we've got a, a, a few months more before we get back to uh, the more face-to-face -face contact that we're used to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And someone we spoke to last year uh, whose book came out in the middle of one of the lockdowns uh, had a very strange experience in that they, as you say, hadn't been able to meet any readers, but also hadn't been able to go into a bookshop to see their you know physical book on a shelf. So they, they said they were kind of basically going on they had to just trust their publisher that the book existed in the first place because there was kind of a strange lack of physical evidence in the world that, that it was a thing. Yeah, one of, one of my old students has just been published. Uh, and, I mean, she's seen the books and it's published in you know, kind of a number of countries. Uh, but she saw it for the first time in a bookshop just the other day. So, mm. you yeah, know, kind of that, that was she – she's been published for, I think – four or five months so that's that's weird the section that uh, particularly interested me uh, just because i've got a, a, a bunch of manuscripts lying around that i should probably do something with is is the end of the book where you talk about you know what to do when you've, you've written the novel and how you go down the the editing process and then looking for an agent and the process of finding a publisher and you go into a lot of detail about all these these aspects and you know even digging into the finances and, and how that works. And I think that's going to be 
really appreciated by people because it can be such a, a kind of slightly mystical, <laughs> out of reach element, um, particularly when you're in the middle of trying to write a book, you know, the notion of how you then get it out into the world and how these kind of more formal aspects of the publishing industry interact with each other uh, can be quite difficult to, to find that stuff out. And you've, you lay it out in a very clear manner. You know, the good news is that, that all of these uh, you know, agents and publishers are absolutely delighted to get new talented writers. Um, so that's, they're, they're on a constant search for them. So I think just they're waiting for you if, 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 if you've got the book that they want to publish. And I think just, you know, kind of how you approach them is, is, you know, kind of often something that people maybe don't think through as, as, as well as they might at the end of the day with an agent, which is probably going to be your first board of call, but also with a publisher. Um, they're looking for a long-term business professional relationship with you as an author. So they're not only looking at the novel which you're writing, but they're looking into the future as well. And they're also looking at you as an individual. Even if you write a very good book, there are how you approach the publisher is, is sending messages or how you approach the agent is sending messages at a very early stage. So it's just, you know, kind of do what they ask on their website, you know, kind of give them uh, however many words they've asked for, give them a synopsis if they ask for it, and pay a lot of attention to that covering letter and make sure that it's uh, tailored to that agent. So it looks as though they've actually, um, that you've actually, you know, firstly paid attention to whatever they say about themselves on the website, that you looked to see what other authors they represent, that you've maybe made some comparisons to them and, and that you've, you've focused on that agent and that you've, it immediately reassures them that you are taking this business seriously. And then if you can also pitch your novel very briefly in the letter, they're probably, they're going to make their own decision based on, on the synopsis and, uh, the extract and if they like the extract they're going to ask for the full novel but if you can if you can pitch the novel and, and indicate where it fits in the market and that it fits into their list because if you're pitching to a crime editor and you're sending them erotica or uh, horror or something and it's just something that they don't represent well then that's that's going to be a challenge and you know just also, using comparison titles is always a good idea as well. So if you're describing your book, you know, compare it to ideally hugely successful uh, titles that have done very well in recent years. Yeah, I have to say I love the uh, breakdown you did of how to write a synopsis because <laughs> that's that's something that I've always found particularly challenging and you uh, kind of break it apart into this paragraph by paragraph step-by-step uh, -step guide which yeah works really well and, and makes what can often seem like a horribly reductive process into into something that seems far more achievable yeah i mean i think synopses uh i think even published authors will say that they are they're the things that none of us 
really enjoy doing. Uh, they are a challenge, and um, they also often reveal that you don't really know your story quite as well as, as you thought you did. Um, so, I, I mean, I do think that if you are approaching a synopsis, it's always a good idea to start with a very short um, so maybe 300 words, 400 words, something like that, and try and break it down to the absolute essentials um, so that you get the, the bare bones of the structure of the story and then add to it afterwards. Um, that would be my, my top tip. When you were starting out, um, before you had your first book published, what was your way into to finding out all this information? You know, what was your kind of equivalent of, of the guide that you've now written? Um, well, uh, personally, I'd, I'd written screenplays before. So I'd kind of, I'd read a few books on structure and the structure between a feature-length film and, and a novel is, is, is pretty similar uh, in many ways. So I had some idea of, of what went where in the story. I then went and did a creative writing master's where I actually learned nothing about writing novels. Um, but, uh, but I did learn a certain amount about prose uh, and a little bit about characterization. I mean, as it happens, that perhaps wasn't the best taught creative writing masters um, uh, in the world. Uh, but, but it did give me some breathing space to... Uh, to sit down and, and think about what I wanted to do. And when I finished the Creative Writing Masters, then uh, I started writing a novel. And, you know, kind of what, I think one of the things that's essential if you want to write a novel is that you've read a lot. And I've read a lot. And, you know, from when I was very young, I've been reading a book, two books a day. Um, so, uh, I mean, I don't read that much anymore, but but certainly when I was I was young, I was a relentless reader, and that gives you uh, that gives you an instinctive view on on how to write, you know, kind of a longer piece of prose, something with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, you kind of know what goes where. You know that you know the opening chapters are or when you're introducing the characters and the setting and the atmosphere. You know that that uh, things need to escalate as the story goes along. And you, you have an idea of, of, because you're reading as you go along, you, you kind of know what you want to have in the novel. And I, I do think that when you're writing a book, you should be writing the book that you really want to read. You know, the book should really be for you as a reader primarily. And if, if, if you write something that is the perfect book for you that nobody else has written, then other people will like it as well. So, so long as you've as as you've read a great deal, um, I, I think that's that's a key point. And and you can read my book, and you can read twenty five others. But if if you don't have that core of that reading background, things become more complicated. Your next book is the Winter Guest, is that right? Which is coming in twenty twenty two. Uh, yeah, possibly the end of this year. We're, we're kind of just trying to work out whether I'm going to finish it quickly enough. Right, yeah. I was going to ask what, what stage that is at and when people can look forward to it. I think at the moment we're looking at uh, January 2022. 20, uh, um, and it's uh, it's set during the Irish War of Independence um, in the 1920s. 
and it's it's uh, takes place in a an old Irish country house uh, where somebody has been murdered, and there are perhaps strange spirits wandering around as well. So it's kind of fun. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's my first Irish novel, which, given that I'm Irish, is a, perhaps a little bit of an oversight. I'm enjoying reading it, which is the important thing. Yes, which you can then assume that there are other humans who will also enjoy reading it. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we'd have to have you back on to talk about your fiction. Yeah, I'd love to come. And thank you for some great questions uh, put me through my paces. <laughs> Excellent, even though it's a Friday evening. But uh, yes, I'll, I'll let you go now. But thanks, William, very much for that. And yeah, I do suggest people check out the guide. It's, it's full of practical tips. Thank you very much, Sam. Thanks for listening and thanks to William for the chat. If you have any questions or you want to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Writers Centre. We're on Facebook and you can sign up to our weekly newsletter over on the website at nationalcentreforwriting.org.uk. We also have a lovely Discord community, which is completely free to join and full of writers from all around the world. It's a great place to find people to do writing sprints with, to throw ideas and questions around and generally help people write more. As a UK registered charity, we rely on the generosity of our supporters to make our work possible. Please do consider making a donation to us today by visiting the National Centre for Writing website and hitting support us in the top right hand corner. If you enjoyed this episode, which I assume you did if you've listened this far through it, please do rate the episode and follow or subscribe to the podcast. It does help other people to find it as well. Thanks again for listening. Keep writing and we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.